one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss our feelings about those characters, and then those characters 
fight for our amusement and yours. I'm your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, is Ken Knapsack. So happy to be here. Last time out, we had one of the all-time best ones. <laughs> uh, wicked and an interrogation droid, and it went to places uh, we I just don't think we expected. It was great. I loved it. It was great. It. There's a lot of hallucinating, which that is just <laughs> always great. Anytime you have a fight with some hallucinogens, what a great Star Wars podcast. Yeah. An unexpected Star Wars podcast. Anyway, before we get into all the brawling, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player in many Many of those 180,000 titles are Star Wars related. Uh, We are recommending this week Dark Disciple because it is spooky Halloween times. And I think that book has got some great spooky stuff in it. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. All right. Mm -hmm. It is Halloween time. In fact, as this episode is dropping, it is actual Halloween on the day of it is its release. I don't know what that is. I'm starting to get my voices going. I was like a ghost who is ready to go to a rave. I'd be like, ooh, let's go. So uh, we've had some fun Halloween spooky characters, a lot of spooky scenes, spooky characters uh, in previous episodes of Databank Brawl. So I wanted to do that again. Mm -hmm. So I came up with some uh, a little bit uh, outside of the box uh, kind of uh, uh, suggestions or, or combatants. So are you ready for your first combatant? I am, sir. Our first combatant is... A night sister. Ooh. So we'll get to determine a little bit about that. But here's what the databank has to say. The night sisters are a coven of witches that lived on the mysterious world of Dathomir. The sisters ruled unchallenged, gifted with the power to wield dark magics. The men of Dathomir, the night brothers, lived apart from the witches but were subservient to their whims. Despite their power, the night sisters avoided the conflict of the Republic and Sith, content to pursue their own matters. The Jedi gave them a wide berth, for they remained focused on matters on Dathomir. Count Dooku has had dealings with them in the past and turned to them when he was in need of a new apprentice. Their betrayal of Dooku earned the Night Sisters a powerful enemy, and he ordered a massive attack by his droid forces in retribution. So that's the actual data bank entry. I'm sure you got uh, some more in the wilds of Wikipedia. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting through. They have a lot of legends, um, and then I'm in the canon section of Wikipedia, and uh, there's uh, the canonicity of this article is disputed. Oh, really? So. Dark magics are at work on Wikipedia. Absolutely. Uh, So I'm trying to get the stats and stories there uh, because we're going general. We obviously don't have an individual um, uh, stat there. So to go through some stuff, some stuff you may have mentioned here. Uh, Title of their leader is Mother. We know Mother Talzin. Uh, Strength, Army of the Dead, Knight Brothers, Headquarters, Knight Sister Lair, which is haunted. (laughs) haunted. They have some of their beliefs and relics and artifacts include Water of Life, Waters of Change, the Waters of Truth. Ooh. Uh, Planet of Origin, as you said, Dathomir, Date of Collapse. That's an interesting one. Final Years of the Clone Wars. Yeah. About two years. uh, Well, why does it say two years before the Battle of Yavin? Yeah, because that's that would be wrong. That would be yeah. The canosity <laughs> of this is disputed. Uh, notable members: Daka, Jersera, Karis, Luce, Naleth, Shalice, Talia, Talia's twin. That's the name. <laughs> Talzin, is it? Anasaj Ventress, Anasaj Ventress's actual mother. 
uh, is in there. So that's a lot, lot, lot there. Yeah. A lot there. All right. Yeah. So I think uh, just in terms of a canon review, they feature a ton in Clone Wars. Yes. Right. Uh, many adventures, including the whole uh, Savage Opress uh, origins, the going mm-hmm. to get a candidate from the Knight Brothers, uh, and then eventually the attack by... Uh, Dooku is described in the databank a little bit that uh, wipes them out. We see them again in Rebels, right, where some ghosts are loosed. Uh, We learn in that battle back in the Clone Wars with Dooku that there's that they sort of uh, mummify and preserve an army of dead night sisters. So that's right. fun and spooky. <laughs> Everything they do is spooky. They are the definition of spooky in a great, great way. Yeah. Um, so are you, you? I see you're still scrolling. Are you finding yeah. anything that's well, uh, that's grabbing you? It's it's always like you start clicking on things and you know things you either learn or uh, uh, you know uh, there was uh, there's apparently a Jedi Inquisitor that's a night sister that's probably Jerissa. Oh, wow. Um, Jersera, excuse me. Uh, Jerissa is uh, not the twin. Um, is that from the comics? Ghosts of Dathomir, and that's where I was kind of linking, which is Star Wars Forces, Force and Destiny. Not Forces of which, Destiny. Yeah, is an adventure book for Fantasy Flight Games released on October 19, 2017. Oh, okay. All right, then. So there's a lot there. Um, also, and I, I didn't really know this. I don't know the exact details of it, but it says the Night Sisters. Now we're just some, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Night Sisters originally originally created, uh, where did it go? Wikipedia, you and your thing. Night Sisters were created by Dave Wolverton and first appeared in his Star Wars Legends 1994 novel, The Courtship of Princess Leia. One of the novels that caused me to not read Legends anymore. Nothing against Dave. <laughs> I just was like, I don't, this is going places. So, um, uh, it said he, Dave says he, he wanted to create powerful female figures in Star Wars universe that had been, uh, dominated by men at the time and expressed delight that the concept was picked up by George Lucas for his backstory of Darth Maul. Nice. Interesting stuff there. Okay. Yeah. And there's a whole twisty thing of how they end mm. up with mother Talzin. And, yeah. and uh, I think this was a, uh, Pablo Hidalgo Twitter thread, mm. uh, uh, several months ago of the complex origins of the night sisters. Right. Yeah. But now he, perhaps Wikipedia can help me with this, this canonical issue. Mm-hmm. They are sort of force sensitive, but they're doing things through magic and like it's Asajj is different in that she is just a full force wielder herself. Right. Correct. Uh, yeah, that's right. Again, uh, this might repeat some of the things you just read. Uh, witches of Dathomir were a clan in order of, of magic wielding females living in Dathomir. So uh, they, they they were ba- a planet. The planet was bathed in dark energies. Uh, well, we're really in Halloween here. The dark side <laughs> users able to perform their arcane magics with the K by tapping into the magical uh, Ichor. I don't know how Ichor. I think Ichor. Yeah. yeah, I don't know high fantasy uh, <laughs> or low fantasy. Uh, this is uh, Lovecraft fantasy. Lovecraft uh, fantasy uh, that uh, flowed from the depths of their planet. So yeah, you're correct. Uh, it does not seem like it was necessarily just the Force, right? So it's not like a just a standard night sister would be like, "Hey, I'm on Ryloth and I'm mm-hmm. throwing rocks." You go. You, you go to Dathomir and it's like, hey, uh, it's cute that other people have a haunted house. Yeah. This is our haunted half a planet. Right. Oh, so uh, the two years before the Battle of Yavin. Oh, yeah. What's we that We totally about? forgot. Two spirits of the Night Sisters were summoned by Maul and Ezra Bridger in Rebels. Oh, I didn't realize that that was canonically being considered their final defeat. Uh, yeah, I mean, that I would debate that too. But, yeah. Um, 
by the Galactic Civil War. Selish is a sole known survivor of the Night Sisters. I don't know. Interesting. Star Wars Uprising. Probably some sort of mobile game that yeah. I didn't play. Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> play those mobile games, kids. A lot <laughs> of the answers are in them. The cannons buried everywhere like yeah. a hidden treasure. All right, so. That's a lot. I apologize. No, no, it's a good. Lot, a lot of it's weird good. things to click and link to. That's why we do this podcast is partially to dive deep into some of these specific uh, characters. So how do you feel about them, Night Sisters? I, uh, I'm in a very positive place about these uh, dark <laughs> witches. We always talk a lot on all of our shows here of, uh, you know, hey, the idea, you might not like the idea. It's all about how they executed in the storytelling. I would not have liked if you just sat down. And I did read The Courtship of Princess Leia, and I don't remember that, uh, to be fair. But if you if you sat me down and said, hey, there's going to be some witches in Star yeah. Wars, I would have been like, no, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. I love I love a, a lot about it. I love the character of Asajj Ventress. I love when she goes home and finds comfort in Mother Talzin's arms. I want Lita Headey, a Cersei Lannister, Game of Thrones, to play Mother Talzin in some live-action version. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on this idea. I, I do really like them. They f- have the weird place in Star Wars, and it works. Yeah, yeah. I am all in mm-hmm. on Night Sisters, uh, and I think... I don't, I don't know if there's ever a time where I would have said no thanks to uh, weird magic uh, witches in Star <laughs> Wars. Because I, I, I think, it, again, this is our week for just repeating... It's all about execution. Yeah. But this is one of the things I really like about Star Wars is that George Lucas was a fan of many genres. Mm-hmm. A couple of genres really popped in the original A New Hope, you know, Western and sci-fi mm-hmm. and all that. But I love it, especially in the Clone Wars, to start pulling in more of his influence from noir mm-hmm. and more of his influence from just kind of straight horror. All that stuff was a part of the different comic books and adventure serials and all that. So I just, I love things that really dive. Here's a little corner of the star Wars galaxy that can dive deep into this, you know, early to mid 20th century storytelling idea. Not that that, witches are a little older than that, but that sort of pulpy (laughs) idea. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. What they are. Yeah. So I really love that. And then I, it's just in terms of, uh, you know, Lucas talks about being interested in sociology. I always think of a clip on uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, DVD where he's talking about, like, I really want to know how the Uta Pounds get by living in that sinkhole. Yeah. What does it do to a culture to live in a sinkhole? Okay, I guess it makes you whisper. I don't know. Uh, but this is a culture where you could be like, yeah, all right, they, they are dominant to the non-magical men that yeah. they don't fraternize with unless they want something yeah. from them. And it's yeah. clearly a, a loving society within being dark. Yeah. 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 But Royal also that like yeah. the Jedi don't bother them because they're just concerned with stuff on death. What are they doing? I right? love that idea because all right, on the surface it's like, yeah, yeah okay. Jedi, yeah, yeah. Jedi aren't concerned, but look what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, you're not concerned about something there. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. But, I mean, that's a great uh, uh, point to discuss uh, in future conversations about balance. We're like, hey, they're just digging up ichor and, and uh, <laughs> making no uh, horrible uh, talismans and, and fluids <laughs> and concoctions. They're but they're just keeping them there. They sell them to somebody every once in a while if they yeah. visit. I guess I'm sure Doc Ondor has some weird uh, night sister potion somewhere. Yeah. But they're not out there taking over the galaxy. So the Jedi are like, cool. That's a, there's some dark side that's balanced. It's natural. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine. 
occasionally transform one of the uh, male creatures on the planet into a uh, marauding killing machine of a man. Yeah. Uh, a, a hulking beast? Uh, yeah, a hulking we, beast, yeah. yeah. We, we might want to talk to you about your names. They're a little on the nose, but yeah, besides yeah. that, besides <laughs> that, we're cool. So, yeah, I, I love the Night Sisters. Any other thoughts? No, it's going to be interesting, and it's, and it's spooky indeed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's go on to our next combatant, another spooky-sounding creature. The Night Sister will face a Night Watcher worm. Oh, wow. Wow, you're a... I'm going all night, nighty night night. Here is what the databank has to say. Night Watcher worms are one of Jakku's more mysterious life forms. These creatures, also known as sand borers and Arconan night terrors, are rarely seen. Mm -hmm. Only a blinking pair of red eyes betrays their location beneath the sands. Night Watcher's top... 20 meters in length when mature. And some specimens are reputed to be much larger. Scavenger lore has it that night watchers hunt by sensing vibrations above them, erupting from beneath the sand with their jaws wide to engulf prey. Night watcher worm. This is, uh, this is great. This is great. This is, this is really great. Um, what do you got for... I was di- I'm sorry I was dick I was trying to find quickly some of the stuff there. Uh um let's go to the stats. Um so uh 20 meters in length is the average length. Skin color gray, brown and red. Eye color red. Homo jaku habitat sand. Diet junk eater. Right. Uh I love that uh class- classification as worm. So they look like a dinosaur whale with the little tiny head that pops up. And of course you've all seen them. If you're like, what is, what are the Ken and Joseph talking about? <laughs> you saw them in force awakens. You saw just those glowing red you eyes in that head. Eyes. Yes. But you didn't that, see the depths below the sand, that uh, little alien neck and face that pops up and looks at a BB eight. When BB eight's rolling away from uh, the uh, two and all village. That is a Night Watcher worm, and you see it a lot more in Forces of Destiny. It's the first time I was really exposed to the whole picture. A couple episodes, come to the early episodes, uh, Ray has an encounter, has two encounters with him, and that's where you see the whole thing. Uh, yeah, and Ray ends up uh, trying to feed them, feed this Night Watcher worm other garbage so it mm-hmm. does not eat BB-8, right? Yes. It's a lesson learned. Yeah. Oh, there's a big picture. If you're in a, if you're listening to a place, you can pull up a picture. Go ahead and pull yourself up a picture. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a big, chunky, wet, bulbous thing. That It's mostly jaw. It's a big old hungry mouth. That, yeah. And those yeah. are, are those tentacles or multiple little blue tongues? Yeah. What a great question to ask yourself on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Little tentacle tongues yeah little tentacle tongues and then yeah yeah do you think that uh do you think their backsides are hard ken do you uh, think watch your worms backside is hard <laughs> i'm looking at this picture here no it's like a, it's like a little tail like a little shrimpy tail like they're little they got like little lobster feet coming out the back or but something like that are they shelled Did that big thing on top of their back oh, is that a shell oh yeah you're talking i was looking at the end end you're looking at the, the true looking, ass of the night yeah. watcher worm uh yes i take that as a hard shell okay a hard shell all right yeah. all right uh, yeah, so that's their main canon appearances. I love that moment in Force Awakens. I remember in the theater seeing it the first time oh, that yeah, felt yeah. just like total Star Wars. is just like a little little creature watching. It's not even a plot point. It's just yeah. remember the galaxy is full of weird creatures. Yeah, you know, aliens from a thousand universe, uh, a thousand planets. Um, 
and then getting to see them a little bit more in Forces of Destiny was really, really cool. And see that there's absolutely it's like, it's like actual Star Wars storytelling, just the head in the movies. Just- <laughs> but then in the supporting material, you got a big old jaw, yeah, shit in his body. So what I'm trying to what I was trying to discover uh, is is when it was decided that it was the size that it is. Yeah, I can't without boring us just kind of reading a bunch of stuff. I can't really say. Um, the worm was not named in the film itself, but received identification in the reference book, Star Wars Force Awakens Visual Dictionary, and Ray's Survival Guide, which is by Jason Fry, which came out early. Um, although, worms, although only worms' eyes appeared in the film, their full appearance was revealed when one starred as a major character in the anime shorts, Sands of Jakku. Uh, so that's where, yeah. That's, yeah. One, of those, that's, that's one of the things, but, but um, Scanlan has... Uh, a longer quote, Neil Scanlon, uh, who's uh, designed all the head of the design team, creative supervisor, uh, says, this to me is to me absolutely Star Wars. This was a character that J.J. had an idea for that he wanted to reveal in Jakku, and we'd run out of money. And he turned around to me and, said, uh, and I said, I think we can make that design. He said, how much is it going to cost? I said, we'll do it for 100 quid. And Ivan, who was the person who designed it, turned around and said, you know what? I'll do it for 50 quid. 50 quid for the head of a Night Watcher yeah. worm. So they put it together, which is why then, you know, that's why you just see the head, among other reasons. Fascinating. Uh, just, yeah, trying to see when they determined, hey, it's also, it's this. It's, it's that, but it's this. It's effective in the movie because you get the sense that there could be something more lurking under there, right? You do. Uh, yeah. And it is it is truly Star Wars. And it's um, it's, it's so early in Force Awakens that, you, you know, you're you're... You're like, oh, we, yeah, we got, we, this is Star Wars. We got weird characters. Yep. We're in the desert and we got weird characters and yeah, a droid. Weird space aliens. Yeah. yeah. So great. So great. And then I, I like those, uh, those episodes of Forces of Destiny and it, it fleshes out Ray's understanding. Yeah. Uh, and gets, we get to see all of the stuff that she has had to struggle with and survive. She on, knows. On Jakku. A little empathy and compassion yeah. too. Yeah. So do you like the Night Watcher worm? I do. I do. I like for all the reasons I just stated the I was amused when it was revealed to be something bigger. That's why I was a little obsessed right now when when to decide to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it's very Star Wars. Sarlacc pit. Uh, both disgusted and mesmerized by the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Uh, once, you know, uh, you, you see what it is. So, yeah, I, I think in the end, I like it. It's very Star Wars to me. Yeah. And I loved it. Popping up on Jakku. There's always something more under the sand. Right. I like the Night Watcher worm mm-hmm. as well. So with that, we are ready to fight. Now, we always decide when the fight is and also kind of where. So the uh, final destruction of the Night Sister spirits mm-hmm. is uh, is closer to the Battle of Yavin. Right. But we could go way, way back to... Uh, the prequel era before they are decimated by Dooku and the yeah. Separatists. I like this because it's a Night Sister, so I think we have a, a new Night Sister who maybe foraged uh, on her own, left left Dathomir. Yeah, whether it was a dispute or Mother Talzin sent her out, but I think she went out and found herself uh, in the uh, you know sinking fields and goes on Badlands of Jakku. Interesting. Well, she so you, would run into this character. Yeah, so one of these characters has to come to the other. So you would rather a Night Sister go to Jakku than a Night Watcher Worm go to Dathomir. I think so. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. That was your natural instinct to see somebody out of their element. To yeah. See, to challenge the Night Sister mm-hmm. uh, to go out of her element. I'm just clicking on an image of the Night Sister. Mm-hmm. While I do that, let's talk 
about names. We need to give a name to our yeah. night sister. You read a good list a of night sisters' names that are all. Um, they seem like they have uh, one word names, Not and they're a little yet. bit more. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it. Not as on the nose as Savage or Press or Brother <laughs> Viscous. Almost similar to the uh, like Padme's handmaidens, you know, yeah. like a kind of a, a vibe to them. Um, I think I think it could be. Um, you're trying to find what's witchy enough, what's e- evil enough. Um, <laughs> well, we're not. We're going to be able to do better than the He-Man villain Evil Lynn, I think. Yeah. I think we can do that. <laughs> I liked Evil Lynn. Uh, I did too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was like He-Man's Baroness. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to blank. Okay. I'm stuck uh, looking at uh, these uh, names. Uh, how about? Uh, Vicha. Vicha. <laughs> I like this. Write this down. All right. Uh, Vit- maybe as dumb as Evelyn. Vicha. Vicha, the night sister. I like that. Pulling up these images of night sisters. They're often, mm. they're always dressed in red in variations of sort of uh, robes and uh, this distinctive kind of pointed hood. Some of them have more shoulder. A lot of them. Uh, um, pointy shoulder aesthetics. Masks, uh, lots of different, right? Yeah. Like, not, lot, not a lot of masks. Really? I thought I saw hoods. some with the masks. One has like, yeah, the sort of assassin uh, like a rap, like, like the yeah, rap. There you go, like uh, like uh, like they're fighting for Cobra and uh, against GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, am absolutely. I, like yeah, total uh, like uh, assassin look, right? Okay. The yeah. uh, either assassin or there's some pollutants in the air. This, uh, yes, yeah. there you go. Yes, that, the medical that mask. Yeah, um, yeah, but a lot of them have different hair. They're all uh, white skin. They're all uh, lithe mm. and uh, healthy and powerful. They got different weapons. I'm seeing blades. I'm seeing mm-hmm. some kind of a Energy bow, energy bow, yeah. Um, I'm seeing some just some chains, definitely ceremonial daggers, all kinds of stuff. So we could just we could uh, discover as we go, yeah. What uh, what Vicha is armed with, mm-hmm. but what do you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think she's wearing? I think she's got so the red is the dominant color. I think she, I think she's got the the the, the hood cow combination with the little like. Mother Towson-inspired things that kind of float. But I think she's got on, I think she's a, a witch of action, and she's got on some, like, battle, like, cargo pants. Oh, okay. And some red. she wanted to buck against the trend to have leg wraps and, like, um, a bathing suit. <laughs> she was like, I don't, it's not, not practical. Uh, a lot of action going on. I got I got me some red cargo pants. She's got so she's got red cargo pants. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, kind of a roby red top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. I like that. Now I think the big question is, she is on Jakku. Yeah. Why? Why did she leave Dathomir? I, I got a, I got a rough idea. Yeah. Uh, she is. Uh, she was uh, a powerful night sister. Yeah, and maybe this is happening years ago, but years yeah. before even the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And she has helped on Earth the dark magic of Dathomir, and feels very powerful there, but disagrees with the idea that the night sisters simply belong mm. on Dathomir, and maybe she is searching out yeah. a place where she could have a connection. Yeah, is to the dark side as strong as Dathomir and believes that it has to be out there. And she, uh, it's a little bit of, uh, just the desire not to conquer well, a little bit maybe, but just like, 
Are we? Why are we sticking around these parts? Right. A sense of frontier. Yeah. She stood on Dathmir, uh, up in one of those creepy trees, uh, with the cocooned remnants of dead night sisters, right. and she stared at the moons, dreaming yeah. of a different horizon. It's like Broom Kid, but different intention. But spook, yeah, yeah. So I think that she got herself uh, on a, a random ship that had the 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 bad choice of landing on Dathomir. Uh, uh-huh. And maybe she took it. Maybe yeah. she stole it by force. Maybe there was a little bit of death. Yeah. Uh, and she launched herself in the galaxy and something, mm. something in the dark side called to her on Jakku. I think, is it, what's the timeline again? We got Tasu Leach out there? Not Tasu Leach, not Tasu Leach. Uh, uh, loop, loop. Uh, the imperial dignitary yeah. from aftermath loop tashu yeah it might be yeah you you paid tashau oh boy star wars names. <laughs> but i think loop tashu is correct anyway yes yup tashu yup not loop yup 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 tashu yup tashu <laughs> <laughs> um whether or not he's in his in his office at that time, yeah. Um, but that that area where the, uh, the observatory, observatory and the Sith artifacts eventually get that there's, there's something sort of pulsing. Darkness is there. There's darkness there, right? So she, uh, uh, Vicha, Vicha lands her battered freighter. Right. She's tired. She's hungry. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit of doubting. These are her first steps towards darkness. Yes. But she goes out to the sand, I think. Yeah. It feels so different. It's so... Oh, yeah. She's used to uh, hot, humid, but Mm -hmm. this is... oh, Dry heat. Dry heat. Mm -hmm. The sand, whatever you want to say about Anakin, his analysis of sand is factually correct. Yeah. It is coarse and rough, and it does get everywhere. Mm -hmm. And she is experiencing that. She's so happy for her uh, space cargo pants choice. Might be regretting it a little bit, actually. It's so hot, but I think she's yeah. she, she's got a lot of pockets with uses. And I think that she goes to the to the sand where she mm-hmm. feels the ebb of this darkness calling her. She uses the irritation, the anger. She's reaching her hands down and she is summoning whatever is beneath her feet to rise and it rumbles. The sand rumbles and she thinks to herself, Vicha thinks, yes, yes, I am accessing the power, the core, the very evil of this planet. And then she hears the strange cry of the Nightwatcher worm as it rises up from the sand. She is standing on its hard shell back. What does the Nightwatcher worm sound like as it cries out? Like a cat that has not been fed in three days. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that was great. Night Watcher Worm wails like an angry, hungry kitty cat. Mm-hmm. And Vicha has this disappointing realization that I was not making the earth move. Oh, no. This thing was. Yeah. What happens next, Ken? Uh, it, it, it fully just emerges from the sand like a submarine uh, with Sean Connery on it from the water. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it starts moving. Like, it starts moving, and she's essentially, against her will, riding it. Yeah. But it's bucket. It starts to, like, buck because it knows it has an interloper, and it's miss. Yeah. And... and, and and she's trying to hold on. It's basically surf the worm. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, she's doing a pretty good job. She is she mm-hmm. is quite skilled. She reaches down and she digs her her fingers uh, and her nails into the actual hard back. Not easy to do. Not uh, and then she realizes that this worm, this mewling monster, is heading straight toward her ship. Mm-hmm. She sees this giant maw open up. Mm-hmm. It's beneath her, but she can still see it. She can smell it. She can see the blue yeah. tongue ribbons lashing out. And it just chomps on her ship, right? Oh, I like that. Because it wants to eat machinery. Yeah. Right? So it is scavenging away. Her ship is disappearing. Mm -hmm. What does Vicha say to herself? Uh, I've made a huge mistake. And (laughs) she grabs a little vibroblade dagger. From one of the many pants pockets. Yes. And now she's definitely happy. She has these cargo pants. Uh, and then she starts trying to hack through the shell. <laughs> Things she has immediate access to. Yeah. Yes, she knows that little little neck with the eyes might be the target, but she can't get there safely because there's a giant mouth on the thing. There. Right, right. And it is it is flailing, it is flailing. She falls in, she's a goner. Right. So I think she is shink, shink, shink. She is uh hacking. At right. the back, uh, the night watcher worm realizes this yeah. and says, <laughs> and basically uh, flips his whole mass, mm-hmm. slams her into the side of her own ship. She mm-hmm. comes flying off, boomf. She lands in the sand. Now the night watcher worm whirls and it looks at her, those beady red eyes, that big mouth mm-hmm. roars. Night Watcher Worm's spittle rains down upon poor night yeah. sister Vicha, mm-hmm. and this thing is coming for her, even though it just took a bite out of the ship. Is it going to take a bite out of her? It wants to, and it the tentacles, the blue tentacle tongues come out and kind of, one of them comes out so fast and it extends, and it like knocks the vibro blade. Oh, no. Goes flying. She's got others, but she's like, oh, oh no. What do I do? And it takes a mouth open wide. It's kind of a slow creature. Yeah. It takes a big, and like clamps down. Clamps down. And she dives out of the way. She rolls out of the way. Boom. Yeah. And she stands up. Yes. And realizes that her warrior instincts kicked in. Mm-hmm. She looks down and she stands up yeah. and realizes, I, I'm holding something. Yeah. And she realizes that she has lashed out and grabbed one of the blue tongues. Nice. She is holding the tongue of the Night Watcher worm. <coughs> she pulls with all of her might. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and the Night Watcher worm actually does slide through the sand. And she uses her other hand. She pulls up just a sharpened nail and pokes the Night Watcher worm in the eye. Thump. Left eye. <coughs> Does she puncture the glowing red eye of the Night Watcher worm? Uh, no, because that freaks me out. Um, but it definitely <laughs> uh, hurts, and uh, you know now it's the uh, the it scratches the cornea. And she it's scratches m- the cornea. It's the most I can take before I start to barf, uh, and then the eye starts swelling and closed shut like a boxer, like a Rocky Balboa in the third round. We promised you mm-hmm. a spooky horror spooky. episode, and does it get any scarier? than just scratching the cornea. No. No, it doesn't. So she scratches the cornea Mm -hmm. of the Night Watcher worm, uh, and I think the Night Watcher worm uh, reels back, but I think then that's when she also lets go of the tongue, and the Night Watcher worm shows her just how powerful those tongues are. 
Yeah. So they latch, lash out. <laughs> One lassoes around her leg uh-huh. before she can uh, spin away, as the Night Sisters are very good at doing. Yeah. Another lashes around the arm. And another gets her mask and pulls it down. Okay. But she's being... She's, now her face is exposed. The sand is getting in her throat and her mouth. Mm-hmm. She's being dragged toward the gaping maw of the Night Watcher worm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of what happens next? Magic. Yes. Magic happens next. As it pulls her so close, it like whips it almost like if you got like a noodle that you're like sucking in mm-hmm. during your pasta. It's coming in. So so there's a little bit of air. Like she's been lifted yeah. up. And as she approaches the mouth, she's angled up towards the little eyes. She does what's called the night sister, uh, night, uh, night sister spit. And she does that. And all this like what looks like uh, fairy dust, but it's evil dust, mm. all right, uh, goes poofing out. It's a little spell they all know. It's a she- self-dispense def- spit, um, like a llama at a zoo. Uh, she at poofs out poofs evil out magic dust. dust. And it goes straight into the face, the eyes of, okay. of Nightworm. Oh, the Night Watcher Worm's eyes are not having a good day. First, the yeah. cornea got scratched. It's just, it's the target area. Now, what does this dust do? Because I think that the, yeah. the, that she would have had to take this magic with her from Dathomir, right? So she may yes. be... Uh, it's a little potion. Thing. Yeah, a, a potion that's some, something, a, a sort of self-defense mechanism that she it's, had already uh, taken whatever potion it, or it, spell it, she needs for. It's like a cyanide capsule. Okay, so A lot so of Night she, Sisters keep the potion in a capsule in their mouth. So she could have breathed defense. it in. Yeah. But she decides to breathe it out. And is it yeah. corrosive? Is Break it just the energy of the dark side? Does it? Uh, it is a little dark side energy for sure, but it's a paralysis kind of spell. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I so don't that, know what that is in Harry Potter. Stop Armus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. Uh, for, for my reading, um, but I know it gets used on Harry Potter over in Dumbledore dies. Sorry, spoiler. Anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, the Night Watcher's eyes are frozen open, mm. which is true terror. Yeah. That's that's horrible. Love closing my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and the Night Watcher worm is the opposite of blinded. Mm-hmm. Totally eyes open. Uh, enraged. Huge cat meow roar. <laughs> he can hiss, too. It's right. amazing. It, those those yeah. tongues are good yeah. for more than grabbing. A lot they're, going on. They're good for hissing. <laughs> um, she, Vitra thinks she has a moment of triumph. Yeah. Uh, but she had no idea the strength of the undulating bottom of the right. Night Watcher worm. And she realizes, oh, yeah, to move up and down through the sand, the, the, to bore through this mountain of sand, I should have realized the Night Watcher worm actually launches itself in the air. Yeah. And is, a shadow looms over Vicha. Right. She is about to be crushed. I like it. And I think this is maybe a good point to pause our combat, as we often do, and decide who we want to win. We are going to think for just a moment, and we shall be right back. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we are back. Now, we've had good time to think about it. Uh, questions before us. Uh, who, who would really win in this kind of fight? Uh, morally, in this fight, who do we think has... Uh, has earned the right. How, who who are you feeling for Victor? I look. I don't. I don't even think Vicha like went out of her way to pick a fight. She tried the dark magic. She thought she'd move in the ground. Wrong place, wrong time. The ship's there, so I don't put any blame on her. No, on the Night Sister. Um, and then the Night Watcher Worm just doing its thing. Just wants to eat. Just hungry. Sees a nice crunchy spaceship. Can't fault him for that. So I don't. The, this is one of the rare times in databank brawl, at least in recent memory, that where I just don't have a, a clear moral victor. Here. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, um, 
the Vich has got enough resources in her pockets to pull this victory out. I agree with you. And I think this is one of those rare uh, times where I don't think that I have a person I'm rooting for morally. I kind of have a person I'm rooting for immorally Mm. because it's Halloween. Yes. I kind of like the idea of Vicha Mm -hmm. fully embracing the dark side. Dark side. Yeah. Spooky holiday. It's, it's sad yeah. sad for the night watcher worm that just wanted to eat a whole ship. That's a buffet. It's, it's, right? Watch Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> this is what happens. This is. Yeah. Sometimes the lion's going to get the gazelle. Sometimes you it know, is. kids. That's just how it goes. It's the balance. Horrifying. My dad watched those every weekend. <laughs> so many episodes where the lion scratches the gazelle's cornea. Just It happens so many all the time. It happens all the time. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so I think we are on the same page that, that Vicha is going to win. The question of how is real fun. Mm-hmm. So I think the Night Watcher Worm, even uh, enraged and uh, wounded, is mm-hmm. dangerous. Uh, it is coming down upon her. I think Vicha is very acrobatic, right? Yeah. But it's not used to the sands. So mm-hmm. I think she does a quick roll, but it kind of undoes some of, the, some of her robes. Okay. Uh, that she's wearing on the upper half of her body. So the Night Watcher worm slams down, poof, right. hits some of the robes. Mm-hmm. It just escaped, but it's she's being choked. She's stuck underneath Yeah. It. Okay. Ah, I like ah. that. I like that. And I think she reaches up with her uh, uh, her, her, her sharp nails and okay. cuts her own rope. Nice. Tries to roll to her feet. The Night Watcher worm is coming for her. She grabs, she reaches into her pocket. Okay. She pulls out yeah. in one hand, Another knife. In the other hand, a vial. Now, she prepared many spells and uh, out of various fluids and rituals before she left. She just blindly grabbed the first thing. She doesn't even remember what it was for, Mm -hmm. but she pops the cork. Yeah. Strange ooze and smoke whiffs out. Anybody nearby would suddenly feel cold. It's a purple bubbling fluid, yeah. and she opens her mouth wide, much like the Night Watcher worm itself, and uh-huh. just throws it in. She feels a, a burning sensation, and as the effects take hold, she realizes what she's taken. Mm. Which potion did she just throw into her body? She has taken uh, an electrical charge potion, which turns uh, your essence, your being, your inner energies it grabs them and puts them all around you. It creates a defensive aura that can be used. Uh, it can be weaponized. It can just be used for self-defense. It's almost as if now her entire body is surrounded by a glowing purple haze. Oh, like a, it's like a, ha- a crackling, smoking, yeah. wispy haze. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I love the uh, the visual that it is actually like wispy, but it sounds right. like lightning, like electricity. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she is alive with this. And in fact, that blade she just pulled out yeah. gets uh, absorbed by this <laughs> and shatters through the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She senses uh, uh, that she she feels powerful, right? Yeah. 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 So I think she launches herself at the Night Watcher Worm. Yes. And uh, do you have a vision of what happens next? I do. Uh, oh, sure. The Night Watcher worm kind of turns maybe head on because I envisioned her kind of off to the side. She yeah. was off to the side. He kind of like, Rah! 
and opens his mouth, and she boom, boom, goes into the mouth. She's Classic just, going into the belly of the beast trick. Yeah, she just rolls into a tight ball of crackling purple mist energy and flings herself acrobatically She's into like a, the belly of the beast. Like a breakfast cereal from the 80s. Just a <laughs> purple ball of bad juju going into your mouth. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. The Nightwatcher worm is smashing into a go-gurt and not in a good way. Uh, what does she see or feel in the darkness? Well, she feels part of her spaceship. She feels a lot of icky stuff. Um, <laughs> she and, feels uh, yeah. moisture and slime. And yeah. I think she's maybe being, feels different bits of uh, electronic equipment yeah. making contact with her and kind of bursting. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bubbling. There's a bubble. There's a storm coming, Annie, and right. it's inside this creature. Yeah, and I think from her perspective, we just see darkness. And then I think we cut a little ways away from this battle. Right. And uh, a Tito, because there are many Titos. Many learn, Titos. Is uh, on a lug beast. <laughs> Tito doesn't like coming around this area because it's no. kind of, this area is extra creepy and yeah. you feel cold when you go there. Yeah. But the the Tito's going along in the lug beast boom, boom, sees a ship. Ooh. But then sees a night watcher worm fully exposed above the sand, which right. you don't see that don't often. See it often. And the Tito's like, mm-hmm. and the night watcher worm is shaking, doing yeah. some sort of dark, profane dance of pain. <laughs> and then I think the Tito watches in shock. Mm-hmm. Is the night watcher worm just explodes, explodes. right? Explodes. Right. That oh, shell on its back shell. shatters. Spaceships. <laughs> A speeder at eight last last week, <laughs> just all over the place. Just huge, disgusting. A tire for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Something whistles past Tito's head. Is like, is that a lightsaber hilt? <laughs> yeah. Unimaginable. What's going on? Bounty yeah. covered in oh viscous, horrible fluids. Yeah. And then when Tito can look back up, yeah, he sees a woman. Glowing purple energy crackling all around her in a crater of just viscera. <laughs> Good old fashioned viscera. <laughs> Good old Halloween viscera. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking, <sighs> bubbling, disgusting yeah. ruin mm-hmm. of the Night Watcher worm. Yeah. And in it, this glowing figure. Yeah. Does a night uh, sister, does Vicha? See the Tito? She does. She's going to need a ride back to a spaceport. <laughs> she sees this as the nearest form of conveyance. Yeah. So she does see it. I think she's, because she's in a heightened state following this big victory, her survival, she's not concerned about destroying this creature. No. Luckily for the Tito. I think she just knows, I need to hitch a ride. Yeah. So I think she feels her power. She feels that somehow a little bit more in tune with this strange planet and it's shifting sand. And I think uh, instead of uh, trying to fight the sand, Mm -hmm. she figures out how to run in a way that the sand will support her. She's Mm -hmm. she's bounding off of dune, off Mm -hmm. of dune, off of dune, flying towards this Tito. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, she does a big leap and a twirl and she lands on top of the lug beast. Mm -hmm. And I think that Tito's like, And I think with the last bit of the purple energy, she says, this is Vich's ride now. And she 
wipes her hand. The purple energy flies from it, enwraps Tito, and Tito goes flying, flying, flying into the distance. Like a soccer ball kicked. And Vicha rides off into the night. Very slowly and steadily. (laughs) A very slow ride into the night. But she gets to Nima Outpost and hitches a ride out. Yeah. Now, that is the main end of our adventure. But do you have any bonus scenes, any uh, cut scenes at the end of the trailer? Or at the end of the credits? I think we float up to the stars and head on out. Some music. I'm thinking at the end of the Attack of the Clones music. That yeah. Um, and we land in uh, Dathomir City. What's the capital? Dathomir Village. <laughs> um, New Dathomir. And suddenly... Mother Talzin eyes, her eyes, boom, wake up. She says, Vicha's gone. We must go get our sister back. And fade out as the Night Sisters go find or attempt to find their prodigal sister. Oh, wow. It is a Night Sister adventure out into the stars. And I think as Vicha successfully flies away from Jakku, having experimented and, mm-hmm. and considered what uh, what might else be out there. She, just as she's flying away from Jakku, she looks down and she sees the spot mm-hmm. where she had landed. And she senses something evil and dark pulsing underneath, calling out. And Vicha is comforted mm-hmm. because there's a little bit of darkness everywhere, yeah. which means there's a little bit of home everywhere. <laughs> You can always go home when it's dark. Uh, Disgusting, fluid-filled, but not as much as some episodes. Mm -hmm. And spooky episode. Look, that has everything Halloween wanted. We got some viscera, man. Viscera, scratch cornea. What else could Uh, you want? Yeah. Good, good episode. Uh, Ken, where can people find you? You can find me at Ken Napsock and KenNapsock.com. Including information on live comedy shows coming up soon. Excellent. We uh, are, are always happy to hear suggestions if there are characters that you want to see fight here on Databank Brawl. Just uh, let us know with the hashtag Databank Brawl. We're looking at the dawn of a brand new age with Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker coming. Even some great characters from uh, the Jedi Fallen Order video game coming. Uh, we're going to wait to play that video game before uh, we use some of those characters. But man, there are some good ones, some exciting ones. Uh, we always like to thank Tony Thaxton for our theme music as well. And we like to mention our Patreon. You can support us at patreon.com slash center. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and check out my albums, podcasts, and shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, well, no one was really listening to him. I care. That's it for a Halloween edition of Databank Brawl.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.